and welcome to the NASA Weekly Update for the week where we brought 55 home. The week commencing Monday, March the 8th, 2021. It's Gary Gillen here and I'm your host for this week's edition. And I'm going to do my very best to get through the content as quickly and drama-free as I possibly can as the remnants of a 55 party weekend have honestly taken their toll on my wee body and brain as well. But firstly, I hope everyone is doing great and that you thoroughly enjoyed the festivities that we all enjoyed on the weekend. It was long overdue, thoroughly deserved, of course, and then over the next wee while, uh, from NARSA, a NARSA perspective, we'll send our formal thanks and congratulations to all at Rangers and, and then work it from there. And we're just getting started, folks. This isn't the end game for us, it's just the beginning. And I think I'm not alone in feeling that from every facet of the club that we are just on the cusp of something absolutely special here that's going to last for quite some time. So most of my weekend... My phone was buzzing away with messages from literally all over the world, from Bears celebrating as best they could under restrictive conditions. Obviously, they're a wee bit different depending on where you are in the world. And I'm just catching up on most of those messages just now, but the outpouring of emotion and validation that we all feel is absolutely real and very, very well deserved. And I hope you all went a wee bit wild for this particular one. As I mentioned last week, this is why we do everything that we do for our beloved Rangers Football Club. Every sacrifice dollar or pound spent, every mood swing we've endured, every low, every high. It's all for times and moments like this and we've absolutely earned the right to enjoy every single moment and we are just getting started. And remember I said, I think a couple of weeks ago it was now, that I thought we could win the league at the St Mirren game. Look how smart I ended up being. As it turns out, I didn't actually get up out of my bed for the Dundee United game yesterday, mostly because drunk Gary doesn't know how to set an alarm properly, so that when I woke up at 7.20am my time, it was all over by then, and a slew of messages, of course, on my iPad. So a very quick shower, and then round to my sister and brother-in-laws for some more socially distant celebratory beers. Again, which kind of kicked it all off again yesterday. But just what a magic time to be a Rangers fan. It's absolutely unbelievable. So, last week onto the game section. Uh, last week saw us play two very difficult games against sides that have been more than a match for us on occasion uh, during this uh, the course of this season. And firstly was a narrow win away at the Tony Macaroni Arena last midweek with a goal almost at the end, 87, 88 minutes, something like that, from Alfredo Morelos, who's in just such a rich vein of form for us right now that it's it's going to really set us up for success as the, as the season progresses here. Um, however, I'll personally remember this game for getting a phone call from my son Leo's school at around the 70-minute mark in the game, letting me know that he had an accident. He actually fell and cut the back of his head. So I had to hastily leave the house after researching clinics open in Calgary to help get them stitched up. And we got them there and stitched up quickly and we managed to get back fairly quickly after the actual accident happened and watched the last 20 minutes of the game together on replay. And uh, obviously it was a great result for us and a very well-worked goal at the end there. Poor wee guy, he's... He's on the men now, which is which is the main thing, but it's certainly something that I would rather not repeat, especially not during a Rangers game at any point in any season going forward. 
The second game was a 3-0 victory over St Martin. Uh, just this past Saturday, that did turn out to be the three points that clinched us 55. The game was truly effectively over by the 16th minute with early goals from Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos, of course, again, making it 2-0. And then we added the third right after halftime. And that was that. Another Ibrox victory, another clean sheet. In 32 games this season, home and away, of course, we've scored 77 goals and conceded only nine, which is just incredible. It's astonishing, really. And I'm just hoping, honestly, I don't want to sound greedy, but I'm going to be greedy for a second here. I'm really, truly hoping that we can close out the last six games as strongly as we did the first 32. Take us over the 100 points mark and maybe get us the Invincibles tag if we possibly can. How great would that be? Lots and lots of football still to be played, though. And obviously, we are just embarking upon the split coming up after the next round of games. So we'll just be playing top six teams after that, which adds a wee bit more of a difficulty factor for those last five games as well. This week, we have just the one game, and it's in Europe, for our last 16 first leg tie away to Slavia Prague. Uh, both legs of this tie are played before our next league game, which comes at Sharkhead on the on the 21st as well. So this, this week's game is on Thursday, with a 12.55pm Eastern Standard Time kickoff. Please take a note of the time as it's once again a 5.55 UK kickoff time as well. So 12.55 Eastern Standard Time. And I just, I wonder what the outcome of this particular game will be after the celebrations that the team were involved in on Saturday and Sunday. I hope, and I'm fairly sure that Stevie G will have them properly prepped and have them concentrating on the task at hand. As I mentioned last week, I don't think this is an easy task or an easy tie at all. Slavia have been on a somewhat similar run to Rangers. I believe they haven't been beat for over a year, something like that, unless anything happened on the weekend and they got beat. I didn't follow any results on the weekend, but they are a very strong side and they did, you know, as we mentioned there last week, knock Leicester out in the, the last 32 so no mugs so we'll see how it goes but based on the games the last two games that we played points per game rangers are now on 2.73 points per game which is up 0 0.02 from this time last week and that mob are on 2.13 points per game which is down 0 0.03 per game from last week after their draw against Dundee United so everything's all going great domestically hopefully we can take that into the Scottish Cup that's going to be kicking up here in a couple of weeks and and get us get some more silver where it is an area obviously that we need a wee bit of improvement on under Stevie G in the domestic cup competition so let's keep the momentum going and, and get through the next busy period again just a regular plug here for RTV vouchers if you want need any information on RTV vouchers, please speak to your president or secretary. They will get in contact with me and we will get you sorted out. I think I mentioned last week that the requests have almost dried up. There's the odd one that's, that's you know, people have, uh, their vouchers have expired or something technically has, has gone wrong with it and we've got those fixed up. But for the most part, I think everybody has what they need for now, which is which is a good thing as well. On to a convention update, I actually do have a quick update for Las Vegas 2020 for this week's pod and I'm very happy to tell you that we are just about ready to put the hotel rooms out for booking. 
so you can take that first significant step towards getting officially excited for the event via your room booking. So like in previous years, there'll be an online way to book and a telephone number that you can call too. However, the main difference, and this is quite important for this year, is that Caesars Entertainment has tagged a booking fee attached to your booking if you book over the phone. If you book online, there's no booking fee. If you book over the phone, then there will be a booking fee, I imagine, to in some way subsidise the call centre or something like that. So please pay attention to that and do everything that you possibly can to book online and, and not be subjected to the charges. I believe the charge is 15 US dollars per telephone booking. So you, the best idea is to keep that money for your, your own beer or whatever drink of choice you have when you get to Vegas and keep it in your pocket and, and don't put it so much in Caesars Entertainment. So please stay tuned this week and keep your eyes on your email and or our social media and presence as well for when the bookings go live. I'm hopeful that it's going to be in or around midweek this week or, or thereabouts, uh, ho hopefully Wednesday. I'm going to target Wednesday and if we get it out a wee bit sooner, great. If it's a wee bit later, Hopefully that's no big deal either, but I imagine this is going to this is going to sell out fairly quickly. So please don't delay too too much when we finally get the room bookings put out there. So from a feature segment perspective, as you know, we didn't have any interviews last week. We didn't manage to secure inter any interviews, but we do have some lined up for the next wee while that I'm absolutely positive that you will enjoy. We did actually technically have one interview lined up for very early yesterday afternoon my time i think it was at noon we were we were trying to target but with all the partying i have to admit i thought better of it so that one will be rescheduled and hopefully it will be rescheduled for this week and and i think you'll be pleased with that one once we get it um, there's got a very a very prevalent five stars feel to it and you know, I think we, we've got more to do. We'll get them organised now. I'm really looking forward to doing the club interviews. I know we've been saying that since back in December. But this past wee while, what I really wanted to do was to get us beyond 55. And then when we meet with the, the club reps to give us a bit of a history of their club, that then we would be able to get a wee bit of a 55 flavour going for it as well. What does 55 mean to you? How do you think that will change the dynamic of, of the club going forward? That kind of thing as well. But I think taking a wee breather from interviews isn't the worst thing we can do here at NARSA either for a for a couple of reasons. And uh, the first one is it, it, it does take a bit of time to to get prepared for these interviews and and it takes effort to get the uh, the interviewee lined up and to understand what we're going to be talking about and you know go through what the questions and the themes of the questions are and then the actual recording time and then the interview time and then the packaging and distribution of of the the interview itself and the second reason and that, that's not a complaint at all I love doing it and and I hope that the people who come on to the to the pods do enjoy it too and it's it's all about just providing a wee bit of a different slant and a different take on some of the experiences that these particular people have had or have with the club the second reason is that uh, was announced on the weekend by my sister debbie that she's sick of hearing the sound of my voice yeah yeah <laughs> that's what she said she said it right to my face all right debs so i'm fairly sure she's not alone in that so 
We always do treat the interviews as a wee bit of gravy for, for anyone that wants to listen to them. So this weekly update pod is our staple and that's what we will continue with as we as we go forward and we'll commit to providing that every week as we, as we move forward and then we will see uh, how interviews progress over the next wee while. But imagine saying that. Imagine saying that to anybody, let alone your brother. Ridiculous. So from a communication perspective, I wanted just to mention a couple of things uh, that, that came out from the club actually this past week, or mostly actually even probably this past weekend, now that I think about it. And uh, firstly, this is in no particular order in terms of importance or relevance or anything like that. But you might have noticed that after yesterday, after I guess Saturday and yesterday, more so yesterday's celebrations, that we did receive a lot of negative press for the fan celebrations that went on in and around the city of Glasgow after it was confirmed that we were indeed world record 55 champions. And this led to certain areas of government using this as an opportunity to publicly criticise Rangers. And while that's not altogether unusual, what was slightly bizarre about this one was that they chose to do most, if not all of it, on social media. I don't know if you've seen any of this, but it was bizarre. And... We'll put the link to the, the article that ended up making its way to, to the Rangers website a bit earlier today. And then today is, as I mentioned earlier, March the 8th. But here's a wee snippet of, of what it said. During the last number of weeks, Rangers can confirm that we initiated open dialogue with key stakeholders in relation to the possibility of us achieving a historic 55th league title. We have proactively engaged with our local MP, the Justice Minister, the Scottish Government, Police Scotland and the SPFL in relation to maintaining a cohesive message regarding public safety during the COVID-19 pandemic. We understand the jubilance of our support across the world who recognise this has been a historic year for the club. Nevertheless, it has been of great frustration for all football fans across the world that they have not been able to watch their team within stadiums, especially for the loyal Rangers season ticket holders who have stood by this football club through thick and thin in the last decade. We reiterate the message from our manager Stephen Gerrard who had highlighted that fans should adhere to government guidelines stay safe, socially distance, and look after each other in this difficult time. Here's the kicker. We are aware that there is a possibility of more significant milestones within this season, and we will continue to proactively engage with key stakeholders to maintain a cohesive message in relation to government guidance at this present time. We look forward to further open dialogue with the government, police, SPFL, and other key stakeholders. So, to be perfectly honest, I'm not truly sure what more the club could have done to try and discourage social gatherings and controversion of COVID restrictions. Now, I understand that, that some seem to think that maybe it was naive of the Rangers players to go out to the gates at both Ibrox and Auchenhowie on Saturday and Sunday to celebrate with, with the fans. But come on, man. Like, it's... Is that all that people have to write, tweet or blog about these days? Get a grip, folks. Anyway, I think what Rangers did... I think they did a great job of saying, tell us how else we should have handled this. Other than not trying to win the championship, the earliest it's been won for almost 120 years, tell us how best or how better we could have managed this with the ongoing engagement with government, with the police, with fan groups and things like that. It's it's just bizarre and, and a wee bit ridiculous. You know, we'll put the... We'll put a link to that statement, but I've just read it out to you, so you maybe don't need to uh, to to read it again. But it's just crazy the way that things are the way that things are, are organised over there. Never, never anyone is happy at the same time, I guess. Eh? And you may have also noticed that earlier today that the club also launched a new ready to own it 
campaign to mark International Women's Day 2021. And the site said, to mark International Women's Day 2021, Rangers Football Club have launched the Ready to Own It campaign to help inspire the next generation of women footballers. The campaign aims to celebrate our women's team while uniting the many women and girls who support our club. Rangers are committed to being at the forefront of the women's game in Scotland and continue to develop a pathway for young girls to achieve their dream of becoming a professional in the game. As part of the campaign, first team stars Jenna Fife, Megan Bell, Bala Devi and Kirsten Riley have been sharing their journey to full-time football. With each of the players growing up with limited female role models, they hope they can play their part in encouraging youngsters to get involved in football in any way and grow their love for the game. So I think that's brilliant. I think that's another, another you know, um, check mark for for the club. Not only are we winning championships, world record championships, I know I keep saying it, but you can just feel that we're going from strength to strength in every department um, through the, through throughout the whole club and, and obviously the, the women's side of things is no different with all the investment that's been made of late. So that's terrific. And almost the last thing I wanted to, to recommend that you take a wee peek at on the Rangers website was a great Willie Waddle piece that, that was posted, I believe it was on the weekend. I think it was maybe either Friday or Saturday, something like that. A very well-written piece by Nick Thompson, who we interviewed there a couple of weeks ago, about his about Willie Waddle's impact, not only to Rangers, but also... Kilmarnock, of course, where he won their only championship trophy and all of football truly, really, you know, with his thorough approach to ensuring that Rangers, nor any other club for that matter, would be susceptible to the awful scenes that happened to the club on January 2nd, 1971. Of course, we're referring to the Ibrox disaster. And of course, who could forget the the European Cup Winners' Cup triumph in 1972? So very well worth a peek. And uh, as I say, well written. Not too long an article, but just another wee, another wee reminder of of some of the significance of of the history and historical figures that we have at the club as well. And in the last, ooh, what would that be, twenty seven hours or something like that, maybe a wee bit more than that now, that you'll have seen, no doubt, that the club, what the club have done in reaction to winning fifty five with the the championship collection of a variety of products, some new, some uh, some existing. So from face masks to chocolate to whiskey to an official fifty five champions party pack, it's I think the, I think the job the, the club have done a great job in truly embracing this unique milestone by providing novel products that Rangers fans would would most certainly want to own to mark the occasion, and also making it of course commercially attractive for the club at the same time. This is the sort of staple things that that proper football clubs, real big football clubs, do just as a matter of course. So I'm delighted that we're back in, in this sort of arena, if you like, and I think it's brilliant foresight and, and timing by the club as well. If you haven't seen any of the products there, please go take, take a peek and we will pop a, a note in the accompanying email or accompanying blurb for this pod as well. If you want to just click on that and go straight to the site as well. And speaking of commercial incentives, I'm delighted to tell you that just within this past hour prior to recording, right now it's 7.29pm my time, Mountain Standard Time, I received the following email from Dan Rutstein, the, the Senior Vice President of International Projects with Orange County Soccer Club. And what Dan said is, we are offering 55% off 
all purchases over $55 of Orange County merchandise to your guys. That's that's an Arsa community. They can go to shop and that's orangecountysoccer.com to start the process. They need to use the code RANGERS55. RANGERS55. The offer runs until this Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So that's 7 p.m. my time and... What would that be? That would be two in the morning, I guess. UK time as well for anybody listening over in the UK. So, and Dan goes on to say, also for fun, if anyone posts a picture of them with both Rangers and Orange County gear on and tag in Orange County Soccer Club and social media, we will enter them into a draw to win a bottle of engraved whiskey for US and Canada folks only. And the whiskey will be a Rangers 55 bottle of Alexander Murray single malt. Thanks and congratulations again, Dan. So that's my brilliant gesture from from our official partner down in Orange County. We'll get this popped out onto our social media and post a link in our accompanying blurb here. And hopefully we'll get some folks with some decent merchandise. I actually literally have the the site open in front of me and some of their gear is, is very, very cool. So... So please go ahead, take advantage of that 55% off discount, very kindly provided by Dan and the folks at Orange County Soccer Club, and let's keep this partnership flourishing. So just almost in closing for today, I just wanted to provide a, a little bit of a, a, bit, a little bit of housekeeping, I guess you could say, for any constitutional changes or electoral, electoral positions that folks are considering making or running for, uh, for for this year. As per our constitution, the deadline is two months prior to the AGM. The AGM will be held as, uh, as, as normal, well, normal being COVID type normal, but it will be held on the 5th of June, which is the day that we would normally have held it because we would have been in, in Bramley for, for the convention there. So the deadline is Monday, April 5th two months prior to, and that will be at midnight Eastern Standard Time because that's what our secretary is on, Eastern Standard Time. So as per our constitution, and, and you can go and look out at the constitution, narsa.ca forward slash constitution, section 4.7 um, talks about this specifically. So for election to executive office, a member must be proposed and seconded. A majority vote shall decide all ballots. The procedure for elections to the executive office shall be as follows. All proposed candidates should inform the NARSA Inc. Secretary of their intent to run for office two months prior to the date of the AGM by submitting their name, the name of their club and the title of office along with the name and club of their nominator and second to the NARSA Inc. Secretary. That's section 4.7. So I focus specifically on the election part because this year is an election year. So a new executive, as, it, as it's called on the constitution here, a new executive office will be elected in this year. So if you have any desire to run for office or if you have any questions and would like to reach out to anyone on the executive, please do so. You can contact me anytime at rangersscc at hotmail.com. That's two S's and two C's in there. And I would be happy to talk and walk you through the existing setup that we have and how we go about our business and how often we meet and what the, the various roles and responsibilities that are maybe just kind of under the surface of what's written on the NARSA website are as well. So please, by all means, get in touch. But the main part is don't be late. To two months in advance notice, I think, is plenty of time. And you have almost, I guess that's 
actually probably four weeks today at time of recording that you have to rustle up your desire and uh, then rustle up your nominator and seconder as well. So so please don't forget that. I'll mention that each week between now and deadline closing as well, just to give people a bit more of a heads up on that. But please don't wait. And just, to, just back onto the interviews thing for a second. If there are any folks within or the around the periphery of the club that you think would be a good guest to be interviewed, please do let us know and, and we will do our very best to, to bring that to you. You know, we're, we're, we're open to ideas and it doesn't have to be someone who is an employee of the club or someone who has played for the club. It might just be someone with an affinity for the club or something like that. So please do let us know. And, you know, I'm going to finish off here on a wee bit of a selfish personal note. You know, we've all, as Rangers fans, gone through the ringer this past nine or ten years, you know, certainly the last nine years or so after everything that happened on on, on Valentine's Day 2012. And and I think I mentioned, maybe I did, maybe I didn't uh, previously, that I've been part of the NARSA executive since 2012. So, so while we've had success and on and somewhat off the pitch, during that time, and we've, we've all got to kind of see and live and feel how the club was faring as we worked our way back up through the leagues, it wasn't quite the same in terms of enjoying actual real success, the type and style of success that we enjoyed yesterday with a record-breaking championship, the type and style of success that sees us look forward to Champions League football next season, you know, so as much of a journey and as much as we'll be able to look back upon it and, and reminisce uh, somewhat through probably blue-tinted glasses, I'm sure, I have to say selfishly, I'm absolutely, utterly delighted that we've managed to end my second tenure as president of the North American Rangers Supporters Association with the Premiership title and a feeling of we did it, we did it together. And, you know, indulge me, I just wanted to be a wee bit selfish there. I would have, I would have regretted it having, uh, you know, served for so long and then not been given the opportunity to at least have our hands on on the Premiership trophy, although we can't actually get our hands on the trophy this year because we don't have a convention to host them at. But here's to all of us continuing to bask in the glory of the world record 55th Championship. Let's soak up every single part of it, folks. Thanks a million to everyone for taking the time to listen. Please do share it with anyone you think might enjoy it. Take care. All the very best. Cheerio.